0: heart and she was no longer of a sad countenance that's that's we have access to that this morning and we have access to that anytime we pray anytime we go to the Lord Spurgeon picks uh prayer up and he says he who lives without prayer he who lives with little prayer he who seldom reads the word and he who seldom looks up to heaven for a fresh influence from on high he will be the man whose heart will become dry and barren my goodness, I don't want my heart, my heart to become dry and barren. Amen. However, he who falls in secret on his God, who spends much time in holy retirement, who delights to meditate on the words of the Most High, and whose soul is given to Christ, such a man must have an overflowing heart as his heart is, such will his life be. Now, I was just kind of in in fellowship with my dad not too long ago, and we were just talking about, you know, the difference in listening and reading, and sometimes, sometimes it's better to read because we're able to stop and pause and really think on these things. We're able to think on, okay, my goodness, that, that's something so beautiful, you know, and if we're listening, and listening is still a great tool that we can use. I know that that's sometimes all we can do, but if we're reading, we can, get so much more out of it because we can pause and we can say, Lord, will you just show me what exactly that means? There's so many compound meanings within the scriptures. And Lord, just show me what this means and show me how I can apply it to my life and show me these things. And the Lord really just been dealing with me on just such a simple and just a basic level, just get back to the basics with things, Caleb. You know, in sports when you're young or whatever, you know, it's all about the fundamentals, the key, the fundamental uh, key to a, life hidden in Christ, is a tried and true prayer life. And I was checked in my heart when I was preparing for this, and I was writing this question out. How often do you flee away? I'm just asking myself this question, if we could just all ask ourselves. How often do we flee away from the hustle and the bustle of life, of our phone and of the stress and of the pressures, and make time to pray in secret, as this passage in Matthew teaches us? You know, it's just a basic lesson, but let's get back to the basics. Let's get back to the fundamentals of things. Praying shouldn't just be something we read about in the Bible. Praying shouldn't be something that we just do in church or that we hear about in church. It's got to go further than that. Oh, yeah. Amen. If we don't know how to pray, you know, and that's okay. Sometimes we don't know how to pray. That's, that's okay. The, the prophet of God didn't know how to pray when he first started. He picks this up. He says, Did you ever walk like that light-footed? Why, I remember that night I was back when I first got saved and went back into a little old shed. I never did pray in my life, and I was going to write Jesus a letter and tack it on a tree so out in the woods so he could find it. I didn't know how to pray. I thought he'd pass by that tree sometime and let me tell him that letter, what a dirty guy was, or how low down, or how unworthy. If he's a man, he'd talk like a man, so I didn't know how to talk, and I just knelt down on an old grass sack in an old wet shed and began to fool with my finger, and I said, Mr. Jesus, will you come here just a minute? Now, this is just pouring out his heart. This is just simple. I, I-, I just want to talk to you, He says, But he come, that's the main thing. He'll meet you. You don't know how to pray, just have a sincere heart. Kneel before the Lord and he will come. That's the main thing. I think if we would quit rhyming our prayers, he says today, and trying to tease tease someone's ears and pray from the depths of our heart like an old-fashioned sinner ought to repent, then God would hear us. Amen. Too much of this put-on Pharisee. Told you the other day, Pharisee means an actor. Too many Pharisees quit putting on. I don't like that stuff put on. Be what you are. Be original. God knows what you are anyhow. You're only acting before someone else. He knows what you are original. Even even if you just need to get back to those fundamentals, he wants something original. He, he knows that each of our personalities are different. He knows that I don't pray like you do. And he knows that you don't pray like he does or she doesn't pray. He knows that, but we have we enter into a personal relationship with God, just like you enter into a, a personal relationship with, with someone you love. And you don't just go, you know, I, I don't just go to my wife and tell her what I need every day or she's, that wouldn't be any kind of a relationship. You know, we we commune together. We, we, we walk together. We walk this life together. And that's the same exact way that he wants to be with us he already knows we read that he already knows what we have need of but it's in those times of secret prayer that he'll meet you and really speak with you we speak a lot and when we pray we're we're groaning but if we just can enter into that secret place with the Lord then he can begin to speak to us amen I can't remember who was ministering it might have been brother Jason on some number of weeks ago but to have the kind of experience in prayer where the Lord actually communes with us and goes, you know, like like Moses in the mountain where, you know, he he had this bush and the bush talked back to him, you know. it was That's the kind of communion that I long for, the Lord to just talk back to me, amen. You know, I, I think we've all been guilty of this a time or two, you know, that the only prayer that we really offered up to the Lord, you know, in a day, maybe even five minutes. I'm, I've been guilty. I'll just raise my hand if, if nobody else has. Just telling him of our needs, right? And not saying that you shouldn't tell him of your needs, but it's got to go further than that. Amen. Brother Jason was saying uh, last Sunday, I believe, he's already mindful of all of our needs. He's already mindful of your financial needs. He's mindful of the pressures of life. But what what you really and truly sacrifice your time to the Lord, he'll, he will meet you in that place. And what an honor it is that the creator of Heaven and earth would meet you in a secret place and would commune with you. What a beautiful picture that is. Amen. And as that quote was saying, when we begin to think on those things and we get our really get our minds off of the world and just setting our phones down or setting setting our life down and just entering into that prayer, what a what a time. I don't want to be complacent in my prayer life. you know we we are like I said at the beginning we're fighting a battle and we need to be engaged in it. Complacency is finding yourself in a place where you're not engaged in it. You're you're there. You're just there. I don't want to just be here. I want to be engaged in the battle. We can't we can't sit back with idle hands and like Matthew was saying and let our weapons become dull by sharpening by only sharpening with just a few minutes of prayer. You know it becomes a dull blade then. It says Scripture says, "Blessed are they that hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled." Amen. Amen. One commentator was um, was writing on the story in Acts 12, where the believers were praying, interceding for prayer while he was in pr- prison. And He said, in that uh, Scripture, Acts 12:5, "But prayer, but prayer is the link that connects us with God. This is the bridge that spans every gulf and bears us over every abyss of danger, of need." How significant the, pi- the picture of an apostolic church. Peter in prison, the Jews' triumphant Herod supreme, the arena of martyrdom awaiting the dawning of the morning to drink up the apostles' blood, and everything else against it. But prayer was made unto God without ceasing. And what was the sequel? The prison opened, the apostles free, the Jews baffled, the wicked king eaten of worms, a spectacle of hidden retribution, and the word of God rolling on in greater victory. Praise God. Do we know the power of our supernatural weapon, the commentator says? And do we dare to use it on the authority of a faith that commands as well as asks? God baptizes us with holy audacity and divine confidence. He is not wanting great men, but he is wanting men who will dare to prove the greatness of their God. But God, but prayer. Amen. He's wanting to men and women, not great, I'm not great, we're not great, but we serve a great God who can do many great things, amen? And that's my desire this morning. He goes on to say that, God, that prayer is, are God's opportunities his opportunity to bring us further into a maturity in him, his opportunity to give you a greater experience. He's, he's wanting that for you. He's wanting you to be further mature in his word. He's wanting to, to bring you to a greater place. He's just waiting on you because he's a gentleman. I love just the next, this, this next scripture, Jeremiah 33. It says, Call to me and I will answer and tell you and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. He wants to show us great and mighty things, and he desires communion with you. He just wants to separate ourselves. He wants us to separate ourselves a little bit so that he can meet us in that quiet place. Amen. He just wants, as we talked on last, one, last Sunday, he just wants a willingness to yield and a sacrifice of just some things in our life, sacrifice of, of a little bit of time and... It's really just such a beautiful thing. Amen. Um coming to a close here. I don't want this to be like a New Year's resolution, you know, that we say that we're gonna go and do better and then just forget about it. I I just wanna even start, even if it's just something small, to take back a little bit of that precious that precious time that that even even that the hustle and bustle of just you know, looking at our phone and just putting that down for a few minutes and really entering into prayer. Maybe just read, uh, reading a chapter or two of your Bible to be able to separate your mind from the things of the world before you enter in and really devote tried and true time to getting back to the fundamentals of a Christian walk and to a steadfast, on your knees, seeking a closering walk with God in your prayer life. Yeah. If we could just stand together to our feet this morning. that verse in uh, verses 9 of Matthew 6 he says after this manner therefore pray ye our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name hallowed that that word hallowed means made holy or consecrated greatly revered and honored let us always be like Esther before he enters in before she enters in to the presence of the king and dedicate yourselves and come in with a reverence in our hearts that this is this isn't just you know it is your brother and is your friend but this is also your king amen let us just revere and honor our king this morning let's just go before the lord heavenly father lord we're so grateful and thankful lord just for another opportunity lord jesus to to proclaim your word lord this this precious gospel lord jesus we're thankful for Lord, just a little bit closer of a walk with you this morning, Lord, and we dedicate now, we dedicate our time, Lord, to think on these things, to think on the things of, of, of the word of God, and let it just, Lord, plant a seed in our hearts this morning and, and bring us into a further state of maturity, Lord Jesus. I pray for the musicians. I pray for the song leader. I pray for the pa- the minister, the pastor as he comes out, Father. I pray your anointing would be just, just so close this morning, Father God, and Lord, I just thank you for these people, and I dedicate Dedicate them all now and, and give them unto you now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you, saints. You can be seated.